0: A week before the murder, a short man had been reported outside the middle school. He'd been stopping the children as they walked past, asking them for the time. He said he'd lost his watch and asked if they would help him look for it, with a promise of a reward. A mother who was picking up her boys approached him, telling the police later that he had made her suspicious, that he had been acting cagey, his eyes darting as he spoke. He was unknown in the relatively small community and had fled the scene before the police arrived. The man's presence had left the parents feeling uncomfortable, and teachers patrolled the school gates each morning and afternoon as an added precaution. With very little to go on, the police filed the incident and put it to the back of their minds. No crime had been committed, and the man didn't return to the school. A week later, Holly was reported missing. On the message boards, they referred to him as the short man. The police interviewed the mothers again, and a composite sketch of the short man was published in the paper and posted around the town. But the search turned up no suspects and no leads. Eventually, the police dropped the line of investigation entirely and, seemingly under pressure to make an arrest, focused on other rumours. Still, the forums followed up the short man theory comparing mugshots of recently arrested sex offenders to the police sketch. Sam read the threads obsessively and marvelled at the investigative skills of the fellow posters, the way their minds could identify the clues that the police had once missed and create stories that seemed so much like the truth that had been missing. There were other forums about other cases with other victims. There were other documentaries and podcasts and TV shows But framing the truth, the murder of Holly Michaels, was the one that spoke to so many people, that grabbed them and wouldn't let go. Sam read everything she could on the internet, signed petitions to get new evidence admitted in court, the footprint, a statement from a family member about the stepfather's alibi, and found the message board she now browsed obsessively. They were all driven by the desire for the truth, to free the man at the centre of the case, a victim of a gross miscarriage of justice. The fans connected with Dennis on a deep level, in part because after his arrest over the years they watched him change from a troubled 18-year-old boy to the man he became in prison. There was something almost holy about him, the way he looked in bright white overalls, serene like a monk, his hands and feet bound together with eye-shaped chains, as if in some kind of penance, though he never accepted the sentence and consistently protested his innocence. He was calm. I don't want to think of it in terms of fighting, he said at the end of the documentary. Fighting exhausts you. Fighting breaks you. I'm handling it. I'll get there. When his image faded from the screen, Sam felt a pull in her guts. Overwhelmed by helplessness, she felt the crush of all the unfairness in the world and wept. Sam felt that the people on the message boards were the only ones who understood They'd all experienced the same sense of impotence the first time they watched Framing the Truth years ago and welcomed her to the community. Some were sarcastic. Ah, where have you been? Welcome to 1993. But overall, she felt at home there and contributed as herself, shared her thoughts and feelings not only about Dennis, but about her personal life on the general discussion board. They were the people she turned to when Mark left, when she returned home to find the house stripped of his things. No note, only his toothbrush resting with her own, entwined like the necks of swans in the cup on the sink. The others on the message board soothed her, messaged her with their Skype details if she needed to talk, assured her she didn't deserve it. They were all she had. Most of the group were American, but there were British members who sometimes arranged meetups and events. Still, it was the Americans who drove the discussions and organized protests. Twice, Dennis had been given a date of execution and the members had gathered outside the Red River County Courthouse and the Altoona Prison, protesting and talking with the media to raise awareness of the cause. They slept in tents, handed out information leaflets and collected signatures for petitions until another group formed across the street with signs that read murderer and where are the bodies. The group shouted back and forth and barriers were placed on the curb on each side of the street to separate them. Police officers stood in the middle, staring straight ahead with neutral, indifferent expressions. When Dennis was granted a stay of execution, the national media published photographs of the group crying and holding each other. Sam read through the blog posts and the threads about the protests and posted to the Brits in their.